Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Claire. And welcome to My, My Mate, Mate Reckons, the show where we teach you... And each other... ...about whatever we want to know about. About whatever things we have a deep yearning to learn about. This week I think we're pretty clean. I think we are. I think maybe the influence of Taylor Swift in this episode has kept it pretty clean. I can't remember swearing or sexual references, but still, you know, with us you're never safe. You know, because that's that's just kind of... that's just inherent in our sordid... Sexy. We could always say something disgusting like... Poo bum motherfucker. (laughs) Hey there, Claire Bear. David. Claire, I knew you were trouble when you walked in. (laughs) But I just shook, shook, shake, shake. Shake it off. Shake it off. Because uh, we are a love story, uh, and, and now no amount bad, of trouble. Baby, we've got bad blood, and you can't fuck with my reputation because <laughs> uh, you are my lover. <laughs> That's all I've got. That's all I've got. Okay. We are talking about Tay Tay Swiftie. Swift. Why did you want to know about Taylor Swift, David? Well, I think we talked about it on the podcast at some stage, which is that. My male bullshit misogyny inside of me when yeah. she's not an artist to be taken seriously oh. because she's blonde and young. Um, and then as the years have gone on yes. and she's stuck around. So you've kept, you've kept her in that little box and you didn't know that. You I didn't know that was that it. Box. And then every so often, particularly nowadays, yeah. I hear some of her songs, particularly her later stuff. And I'm going, oh, that's a really well written yeah. song or that's. Interesting, and I can't get it out of my fucking head. And she's still in your 16-year-old country girl. And it's obvious that she's going to stick around for a long time. And it's going to be continue to be a hugely important part of the the culture. culture. And I don't know really anything about her except that 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 kind of odd space she occupies in the subconscious of culture, which is like, oh, yeah, she's over there. And she's kind of a punchline. She's frequently. Kind of of always a punchline, sometimes. Sometimes. But she is... And does she bring that on herself? Astronomically successful. Yeah, she is. A huge. Ridiculously really successful. Really huge. And I had no opinion about her. Like, not even that I didn't like her. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like she's one of those, like, Gwyneth Paltrow kind of people yes. where people just don't like her and don't know anything about her. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why that is. I think maybe it's that I, that she's so sweet. Mm. Um, and... Um, Previously, she well, for a very long time she didn't pub- publicize her opinions or kind of she just made sweet yeah. country pop music. Um, I'm maybe just a sweet country girl. But then I watched her documentary, which came out earlier this year, and loved it. Yeah, you said that. Why? Loved it um, because it was it was just it's an interesting documentary. Mm-hmm. She's an interesting young woman. Uh, because particularly the the moment that it's filmed and the footage that they choose to show, she's now 30. Mm. And so it, it feels like a woman who is stepping into her power mm. and cl- taking up space. And you kind of watch her do that in multiple different situations in the documentary. But... It we because we very rarely see that, and because she's so in the public eye, mm. it is fascinating. Yeah, wow. The impact that she has on a popular culture kind of 
Yeah, amazing. Setting. So, what do you need to know about it? She was born uh, in December, December 13th, 1989, in Pennsylvania. Um, and she loved singing from when she was little. Um, her grandmother is a professional opera singer, so she... Oh, wow. Um, music is in is in her bones. Um one of those performing arts kids that by the time she's 10, she is like singing at contests and she's doing all sorts of things. Sure. When she's 11, she sings the American National Anthem um, at a 76ers basketball game. And then she gets a guitar and she is learning and writing her own songs by the time she's 12. Like yeah, music well. is the thing she wants to do. She's one of those people who is like, this is what I love. This yeah. is what I want to do. Um so she's 12, she's singing, she's doing things. She's often going to Nashville in Tennessee, uh, which is the country music capital, to mm. see if she can make things happen. Um, as she, a 12-year-old. As a 12-year-old. Jeez. She's co-writing songs and she try, she's trying to land a record recording mm-hmm. contract. And I figure her parents realize this is a thing mm. and she has potential to do something. So they move to a, a community called Hendersonville in Tennessee as an attempt to support her, like, burgeoning country music career. Right. So she, in 2006, she's 17. She does a performance at a Bluebird Cafe in National, which must be um, a big deal. I think I've been there. Yeah, right. In Nashville. So she does a concert at this at this place yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a big deal and that's what lands her a contract. Yeah, wow. So she gets a recording contract with a person named Scott Borchetta who will become important to the story okay. much later. Um, big Machine Records and she releases her first single which is called Tim McGraw in 2006 and the song became a top hit, a top 10 hit on the country charts and her... It launches then her self-titled first album, which then sells more than 5 million copies. Jesus. I don't think I've ever heard that song. I I probably have, but I don't recognize that. I don't know. I don't think I listen to enough country music. So she is like... A big deal. A big deal straight away. Straight up. Straight away, people are like, who is this? Super young. And she's 17 when she's like, smashes this out. Well, she's so clearly marketable to that. Exactly, as this blonde, beautiful, like pop, yeah. sweet, yeah. good American girl model. Yeah. yeah? Much you, like my own career. Much like you. As I a said, good, no, sweet I think, I think American girl. Yeah, blonde. Yeah. I thought, no, there is a career path for me there, but I want to start a podcast <laughs> instead. With I want Claire. to write theatre in Queensland. That's right. Because that's where the real money that's a is. Booming cash. That's booming cash cow. Boom. In 2008, Swift was nominated for a Grammy. Um, and she wins a bunch of like American Country Music Awards. Um, right up for this first album. Right up for that f- first album and, and and her second albums. And so she is like just yeah, kicking wow. all of the boxes. This must be her second album, Fearless, which hit the top of both the country and pop charts and stayed there for 11 weeks. And that I was think, where Love Story was. I think so. Yeah, right. Yes, yes, that's where Love Story is. Because then in the 2009 Video Music Awards, oh, so she hasn't been thing. around for long. So 2006, yeah. by 2009, she's released two albums. She's doing really well. But then at the Video Music Awards, when she's 19... It happens. It happens. So Love Story has won... Um, a bunch of awards and a video that she created for a song called you belong with me wins 
Kanye cracks the shits, jumps up onto the stage, and is like, this is fucking bullshit. Beyonce should have won for single ladies. Which Kanye's... Correct. Correct, but also poor manners. Exactly. She's unable to do a speech. Later when Beyonce wins an award, um, she asks Taylor to come back up, and that's when she gets to do her speech. Kanye West later apologizes to Taylor Swift privately and makes a public apology on the Jay Leno show to be like, shouldn't have done that. But no. they have beef that comes up a lot. Yeah, they read. reference each other in their lyrics. They have done, and he's done, kind of done the dodgy on her. Yeah. Kim was involved, and by all accounts, Taylor is just kind of like, I don't want anything to do with it. Like, I didn't yeah. do anything yeah. to do this. Like, I was 19. Yeah. So she talks about it in the documentary, which is one of like, which is one of the most amazing bits in it, is where she tries to she then is 19. She's the good American girl. Yeah. That's the image that she is sold, and that is the core of her values. I'm a good girl. I'm a good mm. girl. Be a good girl. She's now suddenly in a position where she feels like millions of people she's the butt of a lot of jokes um people are kind of shitting on her music and shitting on her and she's now in a place where she has to navigate feeling like millions of people fucking despise her so this is a quote that she says in the documentary where people who got into this line of work because we wanted people to like us because we were intrinsically insecure because we liked the sound of people clapping because it made us forget how much we feel like we're not good enough I've been doing this for 15 years and it's, I'm just tired. It just feels like it's more about the music now at this point, Swift says tearfully. Most days I'm like, okay, but then sometimes I'm just like, it just gets loud sometimes. Yeah. And you think about that, then having to, her having to navigate that. Yeah, as as a very young person. A very young person trying to work out if, if... if the world hates you, yeah. it's, it, she talks about how it kind of fucked with her psychologically and she I took bet. a few years away. Um, and then by 2010, she wins um, more kind of awards. Mm. She's still making money. She is, she is the highest paid celebrity under 30 in 2012. Yeah, wow. Beating out Justin Bieber, Rihanna, and Lady Gaga. Whoa. With earnings of $57 million. Jeez. So she's super philanthropic. Yeah. She started um, She started a heap, of, a heap of different things, but she funds the Taylor Swift Education Center at the Country Music Hall of Fame mm-hmm. because she talks about if I hadn't have had music education, which was additional to my schooling, sure. I don't know where I would be and that changed my life and kids deserve to, yeah. um, you know, writing, learning how to write songs and play guitar actually yeah. changed my life. So I want to be able to do that for other young people. Um, she then, around this time, is then trying to step away from being, the, starting to think about stepping away from that country girl because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she's getting older. Um, that country good girl country image. So that's when she's then leans harder into her pop. Doing the pop stuff. So then she releases 1989 in 2014, which is like Shake It Off and Blank Space. And it sells more than 1.2 million copies in its first week, David. Good Lord. And this is in an era where people don't buy albums Exactly. This is making her the first artist to top the 1 million mark in opening week sales for all three of her albums. Oh, good Lord. Incredible. Wow. In 2016 was when more of that Kanye West shit came up because he 
released a song where he took credit for her fame. Yeah. Um, she there was stuff around like Kim, them saying no, Taylor, you like said it was okay for us to use. Um, That's right. You were, I remember it was this. okay for you to. We can use your name in the song. In we, the song, we passed it with you. But then she's like, they recorded that phone call, but nowhere in that phone call did they say. He's going to call her a bitch. He's going yeah. to say that he he's the reason why she's famous. Yeah. And then in the film clip, it's this kind of naked image of her yeah. in the film clip. And so she never really said anything about it. She never made mm. statements. But in 2006, um, she... 16. To 2016, she made an acceptance speech and this is what she said. I want to say to all the young women out there, there are going to be people along the way who will try to undercut your success or take credit for your accomplishments or your fame. But if you just focus on the work and you don't let those people sidetrack you, someday when you get where you're going, you'll look around and you'll know that it was you and the people who loved you who put you there and that it'll be the great... That will be the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah, wow. So by this point, she is now kind of stepping into her, like, fucking power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that huge success from 1989, she takes a few years away because she was then, um, she had to testify in a trial against a radio DJ. Who, oh, that's right. This whole thing. Yeah, yes, yeah. For, for sexually assaulting her. Wow. Um, and he tried to sue her to say that it cost him his job and his, like, livelihood. Yeah. And um, so she countersued him to say, no, you groped me you yeah. assaulted me um and the jury ruled in her favor um awarding her a one dollar one dollar in damages yeah, wow. as a symbolic gesture because she's like i don't I need the money need um, but she talked about that verdict and of winning that and going through that court case to be like i acknowledge the privilege that i benefit from in life in society and in my ability to shoulder the enormous cost of defending myself in a trial like this my hope is to help those whose voices should also be heard. Therefore, I'll be making donations in the near future to multiple organizations that help sexual assault victims defend themselves. Mm. Amazing. Wow. Eh? So she's navigating all of that. In November, she wins of last year. She wins a six wins at the American Music Awards, including Artist of the Year and Artist of the Decade. And a few weeks later, it was reported that Lover was the only album to sell one million copies in the US in 2019. Oh, we. The only album. So what else I loved about the documentary, the part I found the most interesting, was there is a section where she is in a meeting and um, with a group of men, mm. and she's saying, I want to make this post. I want to talk about who I'm voting for. Mm. These things are happening, and it's really upset me, and I want to say it. And these men are, um, are like, you might lose half mm. of your audience. You might have the president come after you. You might um, cause a heap of mm. security threats. Um, they might actually come out and say Taylor Swift is against Trump. Mm. Like the people for 12 years so far, we haven't looked at politics or we haven't talked about religion. Why do we need to do it now? And none of the kind of Mick Jagger never talked about politics Mm. or Bing Crosby (laughs) never talked about politics. And she's like, what the fuck does this mean? Also, no. Mm. Like I'm going to now... I don't care what they write about me. Yeah. This feels important to me. Um, and she's and she's 
cheers up in this thing because there is a woman in in Tennessee who is going to um, vote against this Violence Against Women Act and who is outwardly anti-same-sex marriage. And so there are shots in this documentary of her sitting on a couch with Taylor. her publicist, Taylor, a couch and her mum and her publicist, and she's got the fo- her phone in her hand and they are like... Here we fucking go. Are we gonna do it? We're gonna do it. And the agony of just her saying, saying I support Hillary. Not not even. Don't I don't support this person. I'm gonna vote for this local election, oh, this wow. local moment, because I believe in same sex marriage and I believe um in the rights of women. Yeah, right. I believe in equality. And they push publish on this post mm-hmm. and she says cheers to the resistance. They have a glass of champagne and it's like whatever fucking happens now mm. happens now. What then happened oh my God. is tens of thousands of people registered to vote <laughs> in the 24-hour period. It saw a surge, vote.org, saw a surge of 65,000 registrations Whoa. over one 24-hour period after she did her post endorsing two Tennessee Tennessee Democrats. That's the power that she has. Because she has like 11 million followers or something like that. An insane amount of followers. But she's still only like 28, 29. Yeah. And that, yeah, she has 140 million followers, David. Like fucking hell. Well, she's 31 now. Yeah. Insane. Insane. So that something like that where you go... And there's an interview in it where... Todrick Hall, who she's mm. good friends with, um, said something to her along the lines of, I don't know how you feel about, I know you love me, but I don't know how you feel politically about me. Mm. How, how do I know that you love and support me? What What are you doing? Mm. And she said it was a shake-up for her mm. because she's like, the people that I love most in the world, my friends, mm. don't know publicly how I feel. And, that, and I am in a position. Yeah with a lot of influence, to do positive and good work. Yeah. Imagine being 29 or 30 and knowing that your opinion... Just nuts. ...is insane. And I didn't realise that she writes... Like, that she is a songwriter. Yeah, she's a songwriter. That she she's writes her writes music. Her that she collaborates yeah. with people. Like, she is... The real deal. ...fucking talented. Yeah. She's the real deal. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. That's amazing. I knew bits of that from, like, just kind of buried in the pop culture subconscious, but not, not like, yeah, in that much detail. Me either. And this year she released another album that she just kind of announced on Instagram. Yeah, and it dropped. And, and it's said, great. I'm That's the album I enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah. Because she's now involved in this whole fucking scandal with Scooter Braun and... Oh, I haven't heard about this. What um, is it? Scooter Braun and the guy who owns her initial label. So basically, I kind of read a little bit about it, but whatever her first recording contract deal is, that studio owns her first essentially six years, I think, or first six albums worth of content. They own it. So Taylor doesn't even have the rights to her own content. And then someone has bought that... um, and someone has bought it and the go- yeah 
someone has bought it and they're kind of yielding those fucking rights over yeah, there. It's right, been this right. huge battle of both of them kind of trying to navigate it, I think, and, and come up with a deal um, privately. But then there's been moments where Taylor has come onto social media and going, this is what's happening. Yeah. I don't have the rights to be able to do a performance at the VMAs this year of all of my earlier tracks live because contractually I don't own my own music. Yeah, ridiculous. And, I don't, and the men who now, the two white men who are in charge of owning my songs and my entire back catalogue, um, have a contract that says I'm not allowed to. That person has then come out and said, no, that we're trying to work it out, Taylor, let's talk. Mm. Um, I'm now getting death threats. My family now getting death mm. threats because your following is so enormous. So it's a whole very big public Fucking hell. thing where but she is like, I'm talking about it because musicians be careful. Young women be careful. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of artists have come out and said, it's time that we do a Me Too kind of um, overhaul of the fucking music industry. Yeah, well, the music industry, particularly in the States, is so famously exploitative and yeah. unfair. Listening to this story reminds me of just how conservative and how difficult it is for women, particularly in the country music industry, yeah. because they represent such a conservative demographic, or at least that's the thought. Yes. Listening to, you know, uh, her kind of... Um, Listening to Dolly Parton's story, there's a fantastic um, podcast series called Dolly Parton's America. Oh, I haven't listened, but I... It's so good, but talking through, looking at the points in her career where she has repeatedly stayed silent on political issues because of that concern, because she wants to be all-inclusive and how she thinks and talks and feels about Trump. And again, that good that good quote-unquote country girl and what yeah. it means to be representative of that. Because so much of your audience would be conservative would. voters. But for Dolly as well, it's also so much, like Taylor, it's like so much is gay, so much yeah. is super diverse. So it's how to find a way to get all those people to sit at the table. Yeah. And and well, male country artists don't, you look at the Dixie Chicks who have just and dropped that's what, Dixie from their name. That's what um Taylor says. That's what her label or uh, her kind of managers uses the example to be like, well, look what happened to the, the Dixie, Dixie Chicks. They said the war was bad. They said that George Bush made a terrible choice. And people, they would, people would burn death her threats albums. and people burnt their albums. This to is be like, like in 2003. I'm following them anymore. Yeah. It, it kind of lampooned their careers. Well, I've learnt a lot. Taylor is immensely interesting. Yes. I do have respect for her. I want to watch the documentary now. I think absolutely, it's absolutely worth watching Great. the documentary. And I think I'm a T-Swift fan. Well, I wouldn't go so far as to call myself a Swifty just because the label feels obnoxious. Mm. Maybe, uh, I can't think of a better word a though. Swifty, a Swifty. A Swifty. A Tay-Tay. Oh. Tay-Tay. It, it all sounds crazy. Yeah. But she is a great songwriter and those words yeah. are great. And I'm sorry, I would just like to apologise to our audience and to the Swifty contingent of our Good. audience. And I know we have a huge conservative fan base as well. <laughs> and so I want to apologise to them for all our, frankly, queer agenda pushing that we constantly <laughs> just berate them with. Our big lefty politics. Oh, man. Ugh. Poor things. How dare we believe in equality? But we stay with us because we love you yeah. and we respect the zero money you pay us. Because that's what equality is, that's is loving right. everyone. That's oh, right. Oh, even the conservatives. Thanks for being on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being my mate, Claire. Thanks for being my mate, Dave. Hold up. 
listening to the show. If you'd like to leave a rating and review on whatever service you're listening to, this please on, do. That would be great. That'd be great. Tell, tell your you friends. Tell your mates. That's right. That's the name of the show. I see what you did there. Where can people find you, Claire? People can find me on Instagram at Claire and Pearl. Where can people find you, Dave? People can find me at Dave Burton Writer. And if you have a suggestion or a question or would like to point out how much Claire got wrong. <laughs> or how much Dave got wrong. Then you can write us an email at mymatereckons at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.